everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I've got a question for you today. Do you know yourself? Do you know yourself? Most people are like, oh yeah, I know myself. Because after all, that I spend more time with myself than anyone else. I would argue that the majority of us don't know ourselves like we think we know ourselves. That's why I'm doing this series called Know Thyself. Socrates said, man, he said, know thyself. What does it mean to know yourself? Have you ever thought about that? What does it mean to really assess your strengths and weaknesses, the context in which you find yourself? What does it mean to understand the people and their perception of you? Well, self-awareness. That's a a phrase that we use a lot. Self-aware. Are you self-aware? Do you know yourself? Do you know yourself? I've been thinking about that and I've been studying that. So I came up with with something that hopefully you'll, you'll understand. Because in a message like this, that kicks off this entire series, a lot of you are saying, I'm not gonna come back for the next couple of weeks because I know myself. I mean, I'm totally self-aware. I understand my strengths and weaknesses and the context and other people. If that's you, you're self-unaware. If you think it's for someone else, maybe your spouse, your friend, your neighbor, someone that you see across the aisle, then man, I'm telling you, it is for you. Because a series like this will sneak up on you. You'll think it's for someone else, but it's for you. So just for a second, think about yourself. You're self-unaware if you're a story topper. Any story toppers here? Someone says, I just got back from a cruise. I just traveled here. I just did this. And you always click, raise the bar and tell a story to dominate and shame the other person. You might be thinking, that's someone else. I talked to a story topper recently. I confronted a story topper in a nice way. And this person goes, I hate people that do that. I said, friend, you do that all the time. He said, I do. I said, you do. I was not aware of that self-unawareness. Maybe you post a lot of selfies. Your social media feed is full of selfies. You are, my friend, self-unaware. Got quiet on that one. Very quiet. You're you're self-unaware. You're never really wrong. You're self-unaware. Maybe you're thinking about your spouse. You're going like, whoa. (laughs) No, don't think about your spouse. It's for you. See, it'll sneak up on you. You don't take advice. If you don't take advice, you're self-unaware. Here's one of my favorites. You know you're self-unaware when you think people are thinking about you. No, they're not. I remember Lisa and I talking to a lady and she told us, whenever I walk in a room, I think everyone is looking 
at me. Self unaware. You don't have a filter. You know, I just say what comes to my mind. I just tell it like it is. To be honest with you, self unaware. Whenever you have an issue, it's someone else's fault. It's always someone else. I'm the victim. It's always their fault. It's my parents' fault. It's my friend's fault. I blew that knee out in college. It's my knee's fault. Whatever, whatever. It's, it's always someone else's fault. Here's another person who's self-unaware. An over-talker. Do you know any over-talkers? When you see them coming, you're like, whoa. <laughs> they just talk and 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 they have all these transitional statements. You think they're finished and they keep talking and, and, and you're trying to break in. You're trying to say, I've got to go. Here's how I deal with overtalkers. I'll just go, hey, see ya. I just walk off. <laughs> and we have some overtalkers right now and you don't know you're an overtalker. But you are. You're self-unaware. Oh, <laughs> uh, this, is, this is kind of uh, interesting. You know yourself unaware when you wear something that doesn't complement your age, body type, or profession. <laughs> Have you ever been to the beach before? <laughs> Seriously, I want to walk up to some people and go, what were you thinking when you put on that outfit? Yourself unaware. Okay, here's someone else who's self unaware. You're watching sports on TV and you say to yourself, that could have been me. <laughs> you know yourself unaware too if you think this is for someone else. I'm telling you, self awareness versus self unawareness, it's amazing. Most people who think they know themselves. Don't. We can only know ourselves when we know the one who knows us better than ourselves. And we allow this one, I'm talking about the one, the Lord, to know us. It only happens when we say, God, you're sovereign, I'm not. I admit to you your sovereignty generally and also personally. So, we only know ourselves when we know the one, when we open our lives to know the one who knows us like we'll never know ourselves. You'll go through your entire life without knowing yourself, your entire existence, without really knowing who you are, without really understanding your strengths and weaknesses, your perception, your context, without really understanding other people. That's what you're signing up for. So this series has massive, massive implications. Do you know yourself? Nebuchadnezzar, the all-name team, starting at guard, Nebuchadnezzar. I love that name, Nebuchadnezzar. His name means judgment and tears. Nebuchadnezzar, a brilliant guy, no doubt a type A personality. He led the nation of Babylon, and, and he had some, some really smart things that, that he did as you study him in history. 
One of the things he would do is he would conquer neighboring nations. He would conquer these countries. He would adopt and adapt their gods, lowercase g, bring them back to Babylon. He would also deport the best and the brightest with him, give them important positions in his kingdom, and kind of worship the gods, kind of cafeteria style. Yeah, I have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Everything is cool. And his empire just blew up. Nebuchadnezzar, and, and obviously he's going to be this way, was totally self-unaware. Why? Well, I'm going to bring up the negative subject. Why? 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 Pride. Pride. You have to start with pride when you talk about self-awareness. Pride, the ride of pride. Pride is the precursor of all sins. You can't even talk about being self-aware or being self-unaware without talking about pride. Say pride with me. Pride, I, pride, pride. Pride is something I see in you, but I don't see in myself. Nebuchadnezzar was on the ride of pride, and the ride of pride is a wicked, wicked, wicked ride. He would take these neighboring nations, bring the best and the brightest to Babylon, he would bring their gods, and everything was kind of rolling. He had no idea, no clue. When he captured Judah, when he dominated Jerusalem, when he brought back with him Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, faithful firemen, and Daniel, he had no idea that as he conquered them, that he was bringing back Jehovah God who would one day conquer his life and live on the throne of his life. Well, Nebuchadnezzar brought back these people and he had some, he had, he had some sleep problems. I don't know if it was sleep apnea, maybe so, but he had a sleep study done. He was having all these crazy dreams. Daniel, this, this Jew from Jerusalem, interpreted the dreams. And if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 2, verse 38. So this nefarious Nebuchadnezzar had a sleep study. I call this sleep study one. So here's what Daniel said after he heard his dream, his first of a series of dreams. He said, in your hands, he's talking to the nebulizer now, he's placed all mankind and the beasts of the field and the birds of the sky. Whenever they live, wherever they live, he's made you ruler over them all. So he's just kind of floating out, see, Daniel lives, the concept of God to this nefarious personality. He's just kind of saying, okay, okay, God, have you, have you thought about God? Have you thought about Jehovah? God is sovereign. Then, as he introduces this concept, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, does, does something really, really crazy. Uh, you, would, you, would, you, you would think you would go, wow, God, um, you know, God is, God is sovereign, but, but um, uh, wow, I'm not, no. You know what he does? He goes out, Nebuchadnezzar, and he builds a 90-foot tall by nine-foot wide statue of himself. Gold. Let me say that again. He just goes out, after this sleep study, and, and he goes, you know, uh, man, Daniel, it's great you're talking about God and all that, but you know what? I love me some me. And he builds a 90, do you know how tall 90 feet is? 
It's up there. A 90-foot gold statue himself. And he tells everybody, okay, now, when the music starts, because he brought in the Babylonian band, when the music starts, everybody better hit their face in worship of me. Yeah, I know we got a cafeteria of gods, but everybody's going to worship me. I love me some me. I'm the man. I'm sovereign. I'm the ruler. So when the band starts, hit the deck. So the Babylonian band began to play, and everybody hit the deck. Because, see, you know, this guy was, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, this, this, this guy was bad. He said, he said, you know, you better hit the deck. If you don't, I'm going to turn you into a human marshmallow, and we'll do a human marshmallow roast in the fiery furnace. So that gave a lot of people the, the desire to fall on their face in worship. If you don't worship the golden image, if you don't worship me, I'll throw you in the fiery furnace. What motivation? Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did not bow. They were tossed into the furnace, yet they emerged unscathed. You couldn't even smell smoke on them. Oh, and now Nebuchadnezzar has a revival. Well, a small one. He goes, well, uh, man, uh, Jehovah's something else. Uh, if anyone ever speaks against Jehovah, I'll tear them to pieces and burn their houses down. Really? I mean, that's it, Nebuchadnezzar? You're that self-unaware? I mean, dude, listen. Well, he has another dream, and this dream is really crazy. He dreams of a, of a giant tree reaching to the heavens. This is the nebulizer. And he dreams that the tree fed all of these people, all of the wildlife, all of the beings. And then he dreamed a man of God came down, chopped the tree. It left a stump. And, and, and then he dreamed that he became like an animal. This stuff is crazy. So he calls in Daniel. Daniel, Daniel, interpret the dream. Daniel goes, well, I got to tell you this. I mean, I've got to be honest with you. And here's something that we need to do if we're self-unaware. All of us are self-unaware in certain areas. Listen to what people say to you about your issues, about your junk, about your craziness, about your anger, about your pride, about you interrupting, about you talking too much about yourself, about these risque selfies, about, listen to people, but listen to the right people. Don't surround yourself with sinful sympathizers. Listen to the Daniels in your life because they're there. <laughs> Daniel goes, Nebuchadnezzar, my man, uh, you're the tree. You're going to be chopped down and you're going to be driven out away from everybody. And I love this. Your hair will be like birds of an eagle. Uh -uh. Your claws will, well, I mean, your fingernails and toenails will look like Will look like claws. And, and let, me, let, me, let me read this here real quick. Daniel uh, 4.24. This is the interpretation, your majesty. This is Daniel talking. And this is the decree. The Most High, again, God is sovereign, has issued against my Lord the King. You'll be driven away from the people. You'll live like a wild animal. You'll eat grass like the ox. You'll be drenched in the dew of heaven. 
Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is what? Sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. Whoa. Therefore, your majesty, be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins by doing what's right, your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. It may be that you, it may be then your prosperity will continue. A year passes, 12 months pass, he does nothing, nothing. How long have you tested the patience of God? How long? God has a fuse linked. I don't know how long that is for you. I don't know. This is an opportunity that you have to get your life right, to respond to the general sovereignty of God and to make it personal for the Lord to sit on the throne of your life. You have an opportunity right now, and I beg you to make the decision now before you do what Nebuchadnezzar did, before you get into the situation that Nebuchadnezzar did. But he didn't. 12 months, no, 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 everything's cool, that's fine. Yeah, that was kind of convicting. Jehovah, I'm thinking more and more about it, but you know, I'm the man. And then we have him, the the prince of personal pronouns, he's in one of his mansions, and here's what he says in verse 30. This is so funny. 12 months pass. Is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? Whoa. And right after that, you have something called the Bathqual. The Bathqual is the voice of God. It drove him into the wilderness, and that's where he went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, two cans short of a six-pack, straight jacket crazy. Thank you for that. When we live on autopilot like he was, when we allow pride to get the best of us, it'll lead to some bad places and spaces. One time, Lisa and I were flying in a private plane with someone from the church, a couple of pilots who were on our way to the East Coast for a meeting. And we were just, you know, flying, had some coffee. All of a sudden, the plane dropped a thousand feet. Then it was like someone kicked it, bing, straight up. It rose a thousand feet. The pilots were freaking out. They were turning green. I looked up and I said, after they regained control, are you guys okay? They were like, huh, wow, that was so powerful. Those turbulence were so intense. It knocked the autopilot off. In this series, I pray the autopilot is knocked off of maybe anger, maybe pride, maybe greed, maybe envy. The autopilot is knocked off of being that one who's always right, that person who has no filter. So we're going to see in Nebuchadnezzar's life, the autopilot was knocked off. And here's, here's something interesting. In verse 33, I don't have time to go into all of it, but immediately after he heard the voice of God, boom, he was driven out into the wilderness and he was there for a time. 
And then, remember I told you that stump earlier? The stump began to grow. <laughs> Isn't that great? The stump began to grow. I'm glad that God is a God of the stump. Pride will knock the props out of your life and mine every single time. And here's what's so funny about pride. Pride blinds us of its presence. Pride is something we see in others we don't see in ourselves. And here's what we think about pride. I know, because here's what I think. Oh, that person's prideful. So loud and proud and ostentatious. Not necessarily. Some of the quiet people I've known, some of the humble people I know are the most prideful. Yet, Nebuchadnezzar, I'm so proud of him, but he didn't have to go through all this, but I'm so proud of him. Look at verse 34. At the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever, sovereignty of God. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His, kin, his kingdom endures from generation to generation. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, verse 37, praise and exalt the glory of the King of heaven because everything he does is right and all his ways are just and those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. So, isn't that great? So, Nebuchadnezzar got it right because generally he saw the sovereignty of God through this cadre of committed people, through going into this situation and that situation, realizing that, that he does not rule Jack, realizing that everything he has is from God, realizing that he really doesn't sit on the throne, that God does, and his life was changed. Because we're talking about self-awareness. Practice the awareness of God. Say that with me, one, two, three. Practice the awareness of God. My first step to self-awareness is practicing the awareness of God. Have you checked out our, our app with our devotions that we're writing for every single day? If you've not done it, there is, if you're not having a devotional time with God, there is no way you're ever going to know yourself. No way. No way. I'm not throwing that out to heap guilt on you. I'm saying we've made it easy. We have some amazing people here, pastors and leaders who are writing these devotionals. It takes maybe five minutes a day. Just go to the app store, type in Fellowship Church. You'll see a little icon. It says get, bink, and then you'll have it. And then tomorrow morning, bink, and you can do the devotional. Practice the awareness of God. Think about what you're saying. Think about what you're thinking. Practice the awareness of God. Number two, practice the awareness of the moment. We need to live in the moment, people say. Yeah, live in the moment. We can only really grasp the moment when we grasp the concept of God and we invite the Lord to take control of our lives and when he's sovereign. That's the only way we'll milk that moment. That's the only way. Number three, 
practice the awareness of listening. Listening. Are you listening? Do you listen to advice? Do you listen to the Daniels in your life? Do you listen to the worship? Do you listen to messages? Do you, do you listen? Listen. When we do that, we'll know God. And a benefit of that is knowing ourselves. But again, you'll never know yourself until you know God. But the main thing is to know God. I want to understand my bandwidth, my potential. I want to understand my purpose, my plan. I won't understand it until I say, God, you know what? Everything is yours. I humble myself before your mighty hand. That is what it means to be self-aware. Thank you for listening. And thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.